1: My name is Andrew Council. I view the world through the lens of a generational camera phone. I wake up as a black male and go to bed as a black male. I am surviving this never-ending court case we commonly call life in the best way I know how.
0: Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to UN50. My name is BJ Council. UN50 started a business in 2015 and what we do is we help people interact with uh, law enforcement safely. Ultimate goal is for you to get home. Uh, we have different guests on because we believe that we believe in reform for policing, and we also think there should be other alternatives to 911 besides, especially in crisis. So we support all of that um, as far as the conversations go here. And we also understand that the issues that are addressing in our communities is larger than law enforcement. So we try to talk about that. So our co host and my co host are Harmony Chavis and Andrew Council, but tonight, um, my, one of my co-hosts wasn't able to make it. Uh, so I have just Andrew, uh, my nephew who recently graduated, but one of the things he's doing is just entering the workforce, which is probably for a, how old are you now? 21. Wow, and you, are, you got a real job, right? Um, yes. How is that?
1: It's ghetto, but... Um, <laughs> I don't want to describe it like that, like, it's it's ghetto, but it's a blessing to be able to to have the chance to work and to learn and understand the workforce and to be able to also, you know, get paid too. so, you know, get the bag while also, you know, struggle with life as well. Um, but it's, it's been very in, enlightening, I would say, um, being able to work straight after school. Um, and I work from home as of right now, and I work in office. It's been a slightly hybrid. I've been able to go into office some, um, but for the most part, I'm working at home. So I've learned that I don't enjoy working as at home as much as I thought I did, um, because it's hard to be productive like that. Um, I like I actually like going into the office to be able to sit down at a desk or at my desk um, or be able to get up in the morning. I'm more of a morning person. So but I am I'm learning that what this my 20s is for is to learn more about myself and learn more about the world. So I would say I'm I'm achieve I'm succeeding, I believe.
0: Yeah, to be 21 and come right out of college and have a real job, and especially with coming out of the COVID, or a little bit of coming out of the COVID thing, with the hybrid folks are talking about, you know, either kind of going into work some days or staying at home, but you're mainly remote, And but that's not, you put, you think you might like a hybrid of that some days at the house, some days maybe go into a building?
1: I think so. I think like, if I could work maybe like Monday through or every every other day work no that may not be beneficial maybe not maybe like two days in the office and then three days at home or vice versa I think would be beneficial actually I think a lot of jobs um, that are done in an office can be done at home um, so I feel like you can switch flip flop and switch as need be
0: yeah I think I think it's a it's a new day dawning as to how people actually work now I think it's going to be different as we move forward so one of the things that we want to talk that I want to talk about it, and usually I saw, I don't really watch a lot of TV or movies. Well, I'm a cartoon person and I'm an old school cartoon person, but this weekend I kind of spent some time doing that, and I watched Summer of Soul, uh, which is a, I guess is a documentary, so to speak. It's about uh, a festival, a musical festival in Harlem in 1969, actually it happened. I think it happened over the course of several weekends, but one of the weekends it happened on the same day as Woodstock. Mm-hmm. This particular, uh, the videos of it or, or recordings of it, was laying in someone's basement for the last fifty years, and uh, folks got a hold of it and there, and it's now available if folks want to look at. It. Right now, as far as I know, it's on Hulu. So why I found it, and it was very. I don't want to know, enlightening is the word, but what was interesting is that a lot of the conversations that the individuals, you got Jesse Jackson, uh, Mahalia Jackson, you got, a, you got all the old school folks. And this was a free concert for folks who lived in Harlem. Um, and a lot of the conversations they were having about police br- brutality, homelessness and drugs are the same conversations that we're having today. Andrew what did you think about
1: it? It was very eye opening. I had never like Never heard of the um, like the the Harlem Cult- cultural festival before then, and I think I'm mad at the way that the education system is set up the, to me not knowing about it at all. But it's okay, I'm not, you know that's not that's not this podcast. Um.
0: <laughs> well, we can talk about it, bro. I mean, yeah, because it, it's right. I mean, I, I talked to a, a friend, a white female friend of mine. She said it's just it's awful that this has been hidden. You know, it's just con- you, this just falls right into this consistency that we're continuing to hear. Hiding stuff, the history of black folks.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think because I knew about Woodstock, like I knew what that was. Oh, yeah, we
0: all knew Woodstock. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So I feel like that should have, as much as that was publicized, but we know things are different um, or the reason as to why they were the way that they were. Um, But I I really enjoy watching it because I'm uh, technically my degree is in film studies. So I have a film studies degree. Oh, okay. Um, Learning, um, I guess, like the history of film or the history of. behind the music festival in general as well too um kind of open my eyes up to the things that, that they were speaking about at the festival the music that was given it was just I feel like I was born in the wrong generation because I feel like I should have been in that crowd but you know hey
0: <laughs> yeah did you see and also I mean I need people to go look at it like I said I don't usually critique stuff but it just was extremely emotional for me I was actually crying doing especially when they were because it was just kind of I don't I don't know this for a fact because I've never watched any documentaries at Woodstock. I don't think they had any gospel singers at Woodstock. You know, they may have, I don't know. I mean, so somebody have to correct me on that. But it was just, it was moving. It was um and oh, when you were just speaking about uh the documentaries, because you know, they they do interviews with stuff that is actually occurring, you know, things that are going on in the community. It's just, you know, we got Bezo and uh what's his face just went up to Kind of the edges of the outer space right yeah and they also interviewed these to uh, these black folks because i think they had just gone to the moon and they were saying stuff like uh why are we spending money on
1: that
0: oh, <laughs> uh, we got homeless people and stuff down here you know why are we spending that kind of money and here we are basically doing the same thing with baser on these billionaires why y'all spending money flying around up there and we still got all this stuff down here on Earth? I mean, it was just, I mean, I get what they were saying. I mean, you, you got to start preparing for the future, right? And I get that, but it was just kind of interesting to hear, yeah, these rich guys are going up here and in 69, they went and landed on the moon and these folks are having, the Black folks are like, well, why are you spending money on that?
1: There, there were a lot of comparisons and contrasts in regard to like today, to how, what they were, the things that they were speaking about back then as well too. I think because they were, there was something, I think what, what was it? It was, was it was the heroin pandemic that they were referring to. Yes,
0: heroin, um, heroin, it's, heroin it's, pandemic. Yeah, um, so they happened. were yeah.
1: they were mentioning a lot about um I guess like the discrepancies and the oppression about how not not just by police, just by black people being oppressed in Harlem, just in general. Um and I think and I was listening to it and I was like some of these things line up to today. And it was crazy to think about like that how far long ago that was. And that I hate saying long ago because it really wasn't that far long ago, but yeah, well,
0: it was for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you.
0: It was, I <laughs> yeah. A <lot> of <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and and also I think I just love the fact they talked about uh, you know they give this pro, uh, portrayal of black folks not being able to live in a community and how it's violent and they were talking about the unity all of the black and brown folks, the Latino. They had all that music and it was, it was a community. I mean, they loved. It was a community that that was good. Right. But you have this narrative. Of this drug-infested, mm. violent part of New York called Harlem, and when when you know all the music came out of Harlem, you know this festival, and for me, mm. uh, I was just really moved by. It, it was energizing to make me continue to do the work that I'm doing. Right. Uh, Especially having to listen to the fact that they're still having the same conversation, so I, it just kind of—I guess that's why I kind of want to talk to it. It's just kind of committed to for me to continue to do what I'm doing for my community, uh, whatever that looks like. Um, but I, I'm—I just got really energized to just continue to speak my truth in the spaces I feel like I need to do that. And I would encourage folks too that whatever your whatever your truth is or whatever you feel like you can do to help, you know, whatever, whatever that is, but that's just how inspirational it was for me.
1: Right. I agree. I think, um, so your point, one of your points that you mentioned right then too, I appreciate you talking about the communal and community part of it as well too. There was a lady, I can't, there were so many people that were talking because I enjoyed them all, but there was a lady near the beginning of the film or the documentary that was discussing how the media portrayed, Harlem and and how she was describing she, like they were when they were broken down buildings, businesses were closing down. Yeah. Um, but then she juxtapositioned that with um how she saw it with her being raised there. And she was like, This is our Camelot. And I, that that phrase stuck with me so hard because I was like, Wow, was like to think about how we see it or how other people see it from the outside in, seeing it um and having such a negative connotation with and she was like, This is this is our Camelot, like this is my camelot, this is and that that, that was very powerful to me to hear. Wow.
0: Wow, I missed that one. I missed that. Uh, I missed that. Yeah, I was, you know, Mahalia, I mean, uh, just listening to, um, uh it was a Mavis staple,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, uh, and she was saying, you know, even she was, she just like, Mahalia Jackson is still the queen of gospel, you know, still to this day. Right. And, and that's just huge. Um, the quote, the, my best quote of the movie uh, of, of the docu series or whatever they're gonna call it, uh, is when Stevie Wonder, because they were his, I guess his promoters were saying you shouldn't go, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, "F them, <laughs> right? He was like, he said, "I never want my fear to put my dreams to sleep," mm-hmm. and I just thought that was so powerful. It was. It was just so powerful because we. You know, we we have fear, which is a normal feeling, and if we get so consumed in it, it it can put out dreams. But he was like, I'm I'm I got to do this, and I hope people. I think I just I I want people to to look at. It. There's a lot of good good feeling, good good. I don't know. It, it was just motivating for us in this moment, for Black folks in this moment, to to look at that. Yeah, you know, there was they were doing a lot, and we need to, we need to keep the momentum going uh in the way just don't it's it's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of fear there's a lot of fear interacting with law enforcement Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know so we got to push through that because i don't want people to get killed or and injured which could hamper their dreams and for me that was just a powerful statement by stevie wonder
1: i agree too um i was thinking about his placement inside of the the film as well as other different musicians and i was thinking how um, I guess like powerful the word cultural or culture is because um, I guess they did focus a lot on music, but that wasn't the only thing that they presented during the festival. There was there were comedians, there were speakers, there were um, poets who came out and spoke too. So I think like uh, I just I want there hasn't been something like that to me that I've been able to have the chance to go to, um, and I don't know. That's maybe if I could pull some things, but I'm too I'm not I wouldn't say that I'm too young, but I don't know, I think that would, that would be nice. I think I, they things like that don't happen now in my opinion such as, such as powerful um as they did then and then maybe it was because of the the, the activism or the reason why activists had to be so active back then right. Um, right. but it was just i think the cultural part of it was very powerful how they didn't just focus on music they focused on a lot of different aspects of the of the culture in general
0: right right yeah i you know like i said i i I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you had the, had, the, had uh, was able to, to watch it. Cause I've actually been telling people about it. Like I said, I usually don't, because I mean, if it ain't got Bugs Bunny in it, I usually don't look at it, <laughs> you know, but this one was, uh, I don't know. It was just powerful. And then, I mean, I don't want to keep giving it away, but it was just so cool. I think people need to watch it. Cause Nina Simone at the end, I mean, she just took it to church. I mean, you know, I had asked our producer uh, uh, we could get the song. I don't, I don't know whether I'm going to follow up on it, but she sang near the end. Young, gifted, talented, and black. You know, for young kids need to hear that. I mean, you're young, gifted, and you're talented, and you're black. I mean, it's it's all good. It's 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 all good. And and we need to help our youth understand that they're worthy. You know, they're worthy. You know, they they've got stuff to do, changes to make in this earth, and in this universe. And that that whole documentary just says the power to the people and keep it moving. You know, right. just we just I mean the struggle ain't over. The struggle right. ain't over.
1: I like to ask a question. It's kind of it's related to it, but it's some it's been I've been reading a lot of ideologies about it, but um, I guess we haven't really talked about it on the podcast. So I think this may be the right proper time to ask. Um, so as I was mentioning culture and how we saw the video about every everything. That was shown really on the movie was black. It was like black everything, black mu- like music, black black culture, black writing, black um artists, um and like audience. Um, of course there were others in the audience as well too, but that's what we are. That's what was most publicized. Um, and I have read a lot about the ideology of. Let uh, me how how am I word this question? I guess in your opinion, do you think if I don't like the word segregation or segregated necessarily in regard to the question I want to ask, but I'm going to use it. Do you think that if African Americans or and or Black people were able to have, or be segregated again, but now in a different and more highly positively connotated way. Do you think it would thrive? Like, albeit, let me use this example. So, for example, if we could have things such as what it is now, or for example, the things that happened in Tulsa, or the the thriving city that happened in Tulsa before it got burned down, um, or other thriving Black cities that I was never educated about, um. If those could happen today, without necessarily being integrated, um, then maybe not necessarily based on race, but culture specifically, do you think it would thrive?
0: Yes, okay. I think so. To, if it if it were to happen that way, yes, I do believe it would survive. Mm-hmm. I do think it would survive because it's a, it's a it's a because it would have survived then, right. <laughs> I mean, it would have survived then had it not been for white folks going, no, y'all can't have Tulsa, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I think, you know, no, you can't have Wilmington, we can't have all, all black council down in Wilmington, North Carolina, so we're just going to get rid of that, so the thing is, yes, it could, it can happen now, it could happen in, in, in that moment, because it could have happened before, but you know, we weren't, and still not totally in power, but we weren't even given a chance to do that. So yes, I believe it could happen. Yeah, because it happened. It right. just allowed to to continue to happen. Right. It was scary, you know, just just as now, it's scary. You know, some folks are, you know, yeah. That Thank
1: was, yeah. I was just curious, it's, it's a, I, I read about it a lot now because a lot of people are saying like, um, or there have been TikTok, are you familiar with TikTok? You know what that app is, right? Yes. Yeah. Go it's, ahead. Okay. Like, it's okay. Um, so I'm watching a lot of TikTok that asked or TikToks that ask, I'm like, what's something on your mind that you probably will say that will probably probably make people mad? And then yeah. they would go into talking about house segregation. Um, if if it had been, I guess, turned differently or pivoted differently, it could have been pr- prosperous or it could have been um better than what it did. Um, so that's it's been on my mind for like a week. That's why I was just curious. And now yeah. watching the movie makes me think about it too.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I, I think it. I mean, what? That's almost like saying. I mean, does it have the same thing as to uh, why we had to have HBCUs? Right. You know, so we have great HBCUs. So they, yeah, that it works. I mean, we had to segregate in order to get our own education because you know we get you know ancestors got killed because they wanted to learn how to read. So we went build right. an institution. So here we go. So yeah, I think that's that's a very valid thing. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to to talk about that because it was just for me, you know, as a boomer, um, it was emotional. It was sad. I keep saying that, you know, and again because the conversation is still the same.
1: Right.
0: The conversation is still the same. And so for those of us who are here in this moment that we're in, uh, it's our moment. It's, it, it can be our moment, not just as a as a black. Person, but collectively, with allies, um, because they're they're allies back in the day. You know, um, recently, I, I keep mentioning this, and at some point, I'm, I guess I'm going to have someone on from the um, Alternative Violence Project. But when I was trained, with it was just elderly woman. It's Quaker, and a lot of the trainers are Quaker. That's their faith. And she, this is a white woman who is in her. 70s maybe, late 70s, and she tells the story of a cross being burned in her family's yard because her father chose to educate Black kids. And we forget about that. We, f- we forget about the abolitionists that were out there who were white that were helping us and helping some of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And those are the stories that we got to remember and acknowledge that you know we're and even more so now we have allies but when you look at a 70-some year old white female you don't automatically think that she as a child had a cross burned in her yard because of the actions of her father Mm -hmm. wanting to educate black kids and we got to remember that it's it's collective and we got to do it together so anyway I just kind of wanted to Talk about it, and uh, I ain't getting no money for promoting it. But if you have the time, check out Summer of Soul. It's also called what is it? What's the other name? They call it Festival One. Is oh, the um,
1: 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. Cultural Festival so yeah. they call. Yeah, cool. Uh, and can I also recommend, I'm not, you know, not promoting them, right? like she said, any yeah. from it. Um, but there's another film that's on Netflix or any streaming platform that you, not any, but, you know, a few different other streaming platforms other than that one that's called Best of Enemies. Have you heard of that one as well, too?
0: I have, but I have not watched that one. Should I?
1: Yes, it was. It's based in Durham.
0: Oh, that's the one with... Uh... Oh, the black female, I can't and think, I water. knew her. And Water, and Atwater. Yes. Yeah, I knew her, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I just watched her. that recently too, and that's a good film as well.
0: Yeah, i familiar with it, knew her. Um, yeah, I knew her, but that's, I've not watched the movie.
1: You knew her, like yeah. you kn- knew her. Knew I her. knew
0: her, yeah, was, yeah I, I knew her.
1: Yes, you famous.
0: I'm not famous, she just happened to live in a, she lived in a community that I patrol and I've, you know, talked, you know, was, yeah, yeah, one stories, she, she actually called one day and she was like, because she did so much work in the community, she, mm-hmm. she was aging, you know, as we all do, and, and sort of activism was come, but people just continued to call her for everything, mm-hmm. and she told me one day, she said, I, I can't anymore, you know, she just, at that point, you know, just time for her to rest. But yeah, I knew Ann Atwater, so yeah, no, but yeah. Okay, not. I will. I will watch that. Yeah, I will
1: definitely
0: watch that. Right. That's the. And if anybody doesn't know that, you want to tell them exactly the premise of that.
1: Oh, or like what it's based upon? Yes. Um. So it's based on uh, Ann Atwater and um. I think his name was C.P. Um. C.P. Ellis, I think, was his last yeah, name. I think so.
0: yeah, I um.
1: But um. C.P. Ellis was a local um. K.K.K. leader and and that was a civil rights activist. Um, and I think it was the summer or around like 1971, I believe, where they were working on the desegregation of schools in Durham. Um, and the movie kind of discusses how they started off as enemies, um, but eventually worked together to find a, a common goal in regarding to the desegregation of the schools in Durham.
0: And I think that's a, that's a good one to end on because about the bottom line is no matter how different we are on either side of these tables, there is some commonality in the middle of the table and we all need to be there. So. That's a a good one. I really really appreciate you. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. So anyway, you got any last parting words besides plugging a movie? (laughs) Um,
1: That's good. I'm trying to think. Um, I think both of those those films kind of taught me something, but I guess reminded me of something about how we get so caught up in life and in our day-to-day cycles and the cyclical process of getting up, going to work and everything, but don't forget to find the joys in, I guess, spending time with other people because that's well, everyone doesn't enjoy that, but if you do enjoy it, then I feel like spending time with other people um, is very beneficial. I'm going home this weekend, actually going to go see Uncle Henry this weekend with your mama. So um, being able to do that, I just makes makes me feel good to be able to do that with the other people. So spend time with your loved ones and your friends and family if you have time.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's a good note to, to, to lead on. So yeah, spend time with those you love, definitely, especially during this moment. All mm-hmm. right, so thanks everybody again for joining us hopefully um, you picked up something. Hopefully you're, you're going to watch the, 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 the festival movie that we just talked about. Um, as always, stay well, safe, peace.